Well, everybody, welcome back to another edition of To The Point Podcast here on a beautiful Sunday, and um, we're two days away from NFL free agency. So I thought, get him back on the podcast, um, a frequent guest uh, during the NFL season, and I, it's good to have him back uh, on today to talk about some of the free agents and some of the movement already in this uh, wacky NFL offseason. But um, Adam Beers, thanks thanks for coming back on and uh, for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Noah. Looking forward to having a chat today. A lot of, a lot of news in the league. Yeah, I mean, the NFL never goes away. Um, that's the one sport, whether it's the draft, um, for agency, it's got more hype than any other any other sport. And I think they do a better job at marketing it than, than any, any other sport, in my opinion. But obviously, your, your team really got the ball rolling. Uh, the Detroit Lions, them and, you know, their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, mutually agreed that they should go their separate ways. Um, and now we got... Uh, Stafford traded to the Los Angeles Rams in return. Uh, Jared Goff is now the quarterback for the lions uh, as of now. So um, haven't had you on since the trade. What are your thoughts on the trade? And uh, obviously with your, your guy Stafford moving on to uh, bigger and better things. Well, initially I was a little bit shocked when I heard the news, you know, disappointed. Uh, I've been a lions fan for a while and Stafford's been there ever since seems like forever. But he's the kind of guy for me, it's like, you know what, give him a shot to win. Give him a chance. I think the Rams and McVay, they will have a good possible chance to win in that division. Uh, so I was happy for him in terms of, oh, shoot. Sorry, got a phone call. <laughs> well, I should turn my ringer off. Um, so, yeah, it was, I was upset to see him go. Uh, in terms of the deal for me, I think they did really well. Actually, I was really impressed. It's that second first that really, you know, kind of sealed the deal for me. Uh, and from what I was hearing, there was a lot of firsts offered for Stafford, but that second first was the key. Um, and then Goff, well, I mean, where do we start with Goff? To me, it's he, he's, a, he's patchwork. He's a holdover. Uh, he's a viable quarterback. Uh, terrible contract. Probably one of the worst in, in football. And he's not the future. You know, I'm not going out and buying a golf jersey tomorrow. I can tell you that. <laughs> I was thinking about a Galladay, but I guess that's off the table too. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the golf and Stafford deal? Where do you stand? Yeah. Um, I understand the Lions inquisition that they want to get a quarterback back in the deal, which I agree with um, somewhat. I think you could not get a quarterback and then pick a, a top three potentially quarterback with the team that you have right now, which is pretty terrible. Um but, you know, two for, I agree with the first two, two first round picks is really good. What surprised me is they turned down the Carolina trade offer, which was Teddy Bridgewater and the eighth overall pick. If they got the eighth overall pick, they could maybe flip that trade up. You know, they had a couple different options with that pick. Um, they would have two first round picks, obviously. So I think that would have been intriguing, uh, potentially moving with, with Carolina for Stafford. Uh, but for Stafford and LA, I think this makes all the sense in the world. Um, they had Jared Goff. They have one of the be they have the best defensive player in the NFL. One of the I think greatest in the history of the game. And Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey. And you know what's been holding them back has been their offense. And you look at Stafford. Um, I think he's a guy who gets a lot of talk about being an elite quarterback playing for a bad team. I still think he has to prove that because he hasn't won a playoff game in his career. He hasn't won a division title. So, you know, he's a lot of fanfare and not a lot of uh, production, um, just to be quite frank. But with the team that they have, 
the Rams look like a Super Bowl contender, but they are in a tough division, which which will make it tough on Stafford uh, right off right from jump. Yeah, I think um, like in terms of the Carolina deal, what do you th- do you think? I would say Stafford had a say in where he went. I'd say Probably that might have been part of the reason why. Whereas I like the position of the Rams better in Carolina, mm-hmm. and I, personally myself, I like Goff as well as Teddy Bridgewater myself, but. Um, Cause I know the GM in Detroit, I think he was a scout for the Rams when yeah. they were scouting golf. So, I mean, yes. maybe he has some insight there that we're not aware of, but I mean, to me, golf is golf at this point. He's very limited. And I think McVeigh made him better than he really was. So there's that element. It would have been nice to move up the draft. You're not getting number one from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where the real franchise quarterback is after that. It's a gamble. And uh, to me, this takes a little bit of the pressure off. You don't want a Sam Darnold situation in Detroit where you got the star quarterback eighth overall or fifth overall, and then the pressure mounts instantaneously. I think this buys them some time. It gives them, you know, the ability to really look at their team. And I think you got to build your, your team from the offensive defensive line out. You know, it's great to have a quarterback, but if you can't protect them, what's the point? Uh, and we see that with a lot of teams with, quarterbacks that aren't protected so I think I hope that the Lions will start from the ground up and work their way through and I think this golf gives them that time he is a name and he's you know the it's it's kind of nice for the fans too to have somebody that could maybe you know put some good games together but I don't think golf is the long-term answer I think it's a it's it, we're on a five six-year rebuild I would say in Detroit um the Rams, yeah, they're looking good. Uh, and I don't I think that division is open. It is a tough division, but there's a lot of kind of bit of chaos in that division, wouldn't you say, in some senses? Yeah, I mean, you got San Francisco, which is still, I mean, they have one great year, one year that's regressed. Obviously, Kittle and Jimmy G being out all of last year, Richard Sherman. So they're kind of in flux. You got Arizona, who look like they're going to be a playoff team, and then the last six games just forgot how to play. Uh, they obviously had JJ Watt, but he's not what he used to be. Um, and then you got the Rams in there, uh, but it, it's a tough division for sure. I, I think the Rams are the best team in the division right now on paper. Seattle is also in flux with Russell Wilson. Uh, what do they do there? Their defense. Um, so I, I agree with you that, that, that is definitely open, but, um, Another thing for me with LA is I agree. I like teams that take the plunge. The big worry for me is Stafford's health. I mean, the guy he's as durable as it gets. I give him a ton of credit for playing through this year a lot. You know, he Detroit was done after about the eight game, eighth game, but he continued to play, but he's always injured at him. He's always injured. He's had back problems. He's, you know, so that, that worries me slightly about him in LA with them wanting to win a Super Bowl. He's, He's got question marks when it comes to durability. Yeah, there's definitely that element there too. Um, but I would say, again, this is just a, a perspective, but I would say Stafford's going to be energized by the opportunity to win. You know what I mean? He goes into camp and he sees mm-hmm. his team. And I mean, that's going to, it's not going to keep him healthy on the field, but it's going to maybe give him that, you know, if you're hurt in Detroit and you're 0-4, like, you know what, I'm not rushing back to get on the field, <laughs> knowing your season is over, right, and you mm. still got to grind it out for 12 more games, so hopefully that will do it, and he's been durable, like, I mean, he has had some ups and downs these last few years, I know he's had some off-the-field issues with his wife being sick with, I think, cancer, she had yeah. some sort, so that was a distraction, so 
again, I think you can have any quarterback. There's, you can only, you can't determine your season based on if this person gets hurt. So I think the Rams did the right thing. I think they'll be well coached. And I think hopefully he won't get his run over as much as he did in Detroit. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I think that division's open. Uh, like you said, Murray didn't have a great second half. This Russell Wilson out of nowhere, that really kind of shocked me and surprised me. Like, I don't want to be traded, but here's my list. <laughs> so <laughs> Which means thanks. trade me. Yeah, which trades me. And then San Francisco, well, they go as Jimmy Garoppolo goes. And for the last two years, he has been non-existent. So, again, you never know what can happen. But I I like the coaching. I think the Rams have a really good chance at taking the division. Yeah, so just sticking in that division for a second, Russell Wilson obviously released for his agent, said, yeah, I don't want to be traded. But, um, you know, if if Russell was traded – you could trade me to Dallas, oh, uh, Vegas, uh, Chicago, which was a surpriser, uh, and uh, New Orleans. Um, and your just your intuition. Do you think he's a Seattle starter day one of training camp in um, in July? I would say he is. Um, I, Chicago, I think he has a connection with college. I think he played university or close to there. Where did he play college, Russell Wilson? Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, so I think maybe that's the Chicago connection, mm-hmm. some, some nature. I don't know. But uh, the teams were kind of funny. You're not going to Dallas, I don't think. Jerry Jones is not – like, he's in the middle of the DAC issue. That's right. enough. Everybody that's, wants to play for America. And that's done now. And that's done. So, again, that's something to talk about, too, later on. Uh, I would say he's starting. Uh, but I know he's gotten run over a lot. I think that's probably part of the issue is that he continually is getting hit, you know. Um, but I would say he's going to start the season where, where else is he going to go? I mean, there's a lot of people that would take him, but you can't fit a Russell Wilson into the cap very easily. What do you think? Where do you think he's, he stands? Yeah. The, of his, of his list, unless he expands it, um, of his list, the Dallas one made some sense to me if they didn't sign Dak, which like you said, we'll get into, but now that he's resigned, obviously that's off the table. The bears, Again, okay, you went to college there. Do you want to? I'd rather stay in Seattle. You have a better chance of winning in Seattle than you ever will in Chicago. Um, who? It's the Bears. I mean, you know the Bears. I mean, the Lions beat them sometimes, so they can't be that good of a team. Easy um, <laughs> the the one team on the list that made some sense to me was Vegas because you could put Derek Carr in the deal. You could trade. It wouldn't be straight up. Obviously, um, Vegas be getting uh, Seattle be getting more. But, you know, Derek Carr kind of gets put down as this below average quarterback. I don't see it that way. Uh, I think he played pretty well last year. You know, they had a bottom three defense and he, he had a career year, he had four interceptions. Um, So that could potentially be a move where, you know, they could, they could move Derek Carr with Russell Wilson, add in a few other, maybe a first round pick and a, and a defensive player, if that's what they're looking for. But uh, New Orleans, no, uh, they got cap hell right now. They can't fit that in. Um, but um, yeah, Vegas, but if I had, I'd, I'd be with you, I think he stays in Seattle at least for another year and maybe they include him and let him pick some offensive linemen to better help protect him. Yeah. And you make a good point with Vegas. I was kind of curious about that one too. It didn't really make sense. I think uh, I'm in agreement. Carr does get a bad rap when you watch him play when he's on, like he's mm-hmm. as good as any, but it, the problem with Vegas to me is John Gruden. He loves the players he doesn't have. And as soon as he gets yeah. the players, he hates them. So, and I mean, Russell Wilson is 
at the other end of his career. He's not, you know, he's not over yet. But yeah. Gruden likes those old guys and he pays them for past performance too. Like he, he's paying or he likes to get those veterans as though they're 26, but they're coming on to Gruden's roster when they're 32, right? And he's paying for service already rendered. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. I don't, I wouldn't want to play for Gruden as a quarterback because I mean, it's never Gruden's fault. It's everybody else's fault. It's the GM's fault for not bringing in the right players. And he falls in love with players that he doesn't have. So as soon as he has you, he won't love Russell Wilson anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I, Carr, that, that could work. That would be a, a deal. But I think like you said, and I said, I think he's going to start in Seattle and hopefully they'll yeah have a say in what's going on and, and go from there. Yeah, and for him, he's kind of got to look in the mirror too because he holds on to the ball way too long. Sometimes he's just waiting back there, waiting. Sometimes we've learned from Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, throw the ball away. Yeah, you look like a bit of a you know, female body part uh, sometimes, to, uh, for lack of a better word, because you don't want to take a hit. But Brady's going to be 45 and he's still playing. So – uh it works you know he's gotten brady's missed one whole season in in a 22-year career um so throwing the ball away falling on the ground it it, you uh take it on your your pride takes a hit in in minor moments but when you're lifting the lombardi nobody remembers you throwing that ball away on a sunday afternoon in november well and when you throw the ball away you're 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 not losing losing yards in the play so it's Mm -hmm. i know it looks maybe bad but i mean it's it's a smart offensive play in football to get rid of the ball but uh yeah it's crazy the difference of one second in terms of release is it's exponential in terms of what happens or the end result in the nfl and guys like brady and rogers are excellent at getting the ball out of their hands and it really does have an impact so yeah he's he's definitely to blame too uh, but he hasn't had much help in front of him, I would say, either. He's taken a lot. But. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Dak Prescott earlier, and obviously that was the big news this week. I, I thought he was going to play under the franchise tag for the second straight year, making $37.7 million. It was came out uh, about Monday night, 7 o'clock, that he'd reached a new deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Four years. Um, he's going to be making $75 million this year. With uh, That's the largest amount of money in one season in the history of pro football with 66 million in, as a signing bonus. He's actually going to make more in the four years of his contract than Patrick Mahomes will in the next four years. So Patrick Mahomes contract wasn't that great. Um, but he, he resigns, gets a, a boatload of money and guarantees. What were your initial thoughts on the contract when you, when you saw the breaking news uh, come up? Well, I even remember last, just listening to sports last year about the Dax deal and what was going to happen. I, I think they're crazy. I think it's an absolute ridiculous uh, amount of money to pay for him. He's really, yeah, he's, he's good, but he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's, he had them over a barrel, it seems. And I mean, America's team, yeah, but Jerry Jones, like this is why Dallas is Dallas. This is why you either love Dallas or hate them. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Dallas, but it's, they're kind of like the New York Rangers or the New York Yankees. They just spend, 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 and it's not really good football spending. I would sit him like, you know what? He, you were hurt last year. You can't really sit him. I wouldn't sit him, but I wouldn't have paid him that. I would have said, okay, well, like move on to the next. Cause you wouldn't get that anywhere else. He wouldn't have gotten that anywhere else in the league. Do you think? Yeah, I do. 
Really? Yep, I do. Who would have paid him that? Um, the Bears, uh, Carolina. Um, ba- bad football teams, basically. That's that's what I'll say. I think is Dak a top five quarterback? No, I think he's in the ten to fifteen range. That that would be where I'd place him. Um, I see. I, I wouldn't have signed him that much money, probably either. But w- what I said this week on the podcast is you're you're worth what someone's willing to pay you, and I, I don't begrudge him at all for taking this deal. Um, and I think that's been a lot of the sentiment this week that, oh, how could Dak take this much money and he's not worth? Well, who cares? Like you're an athlete. You're this is this is your this is it. This is your contract. You're you're set for life if you know what you're doing. And for Jerry Jones, I just don't think he saw a better alternative. Um, you know, we're talking about quarterback movement. Well, if you're looking at free agent quarterbacks, there's not, there's really not that many good ones. We look at Jameis Winston. We'll talk about a few later, but they're all veteran or unproven guys. And I think for Jerry, he said, Dak, maybe Dak holds out. If he, if he gets the franchise tag again, then who the hell is he going to play a quarterback? Um, and Clearly the draft wasn't an option for them. They're too high up. So yeah, is he Patrick Mahomes? No, but I think we've seen year over year. It doesn't really matter where you are in the pecking order. It's just when you're up and you'll make the money to reset the market, whether you're better than the guy that made the money before you or not. Well, you go back to the Jared Goff deal. Basically you got the same thing as Dak did in my opinion, like timing, timing was good, but look what happens three, four years down the road, is that franchise has missed two years. They were in the Super Bowl. Yep. They've missed the opportunity okay, to, to challenge for it because they put too much money in a guy that was not worth it. Uh, fortunately for them, they had drafted well and they had some good players around them. Like to me, Dallas is a train wreck. So I'm going to pay Dak $75 million to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, I know the division is kind of up in the air, but I mean – based on what I saw last year, Dallas didn't look very good. And I do understand the pressure of Dallas that you need that star. But I think that this is what hampers franchises. This is why Dallas is always kind of hyped, but never really produce. And you have to be fiscally responsible. And there's an old saying that as soon as the fans in the audience are determining who stays on your team, Mm -hmm. the GM is going to be in the audience too. But I mean, I know this is Jerry Jones, the owner, but again, he's the GM and he's, if he would keep his nose out of it, I think Dallas maybe has a chance, but he's constantly in there stirring the pot. And I don't think that's healthy for an organization to have the owner basically running the team. So no. that's what you get. You get $75 million, 12th best quarterback in the league. Well, have at it, Dallas. We'll see you. Like, there's another 10 years down the drain. Yeah, um, it's, it's tough for sure. I think you look at, for, for Prescott and his leverage, you had Goff and Wentz, both in his draft class. You know, they went one and two in the draft. And, you know, he was a fourth-round pick making no money his first three years in the league. And he's looking at them saying, well, they got this deal. I'm better than them. And you can make the argument that he is. I mean, right now, uh, I think you'd say he's better than Goff and Wentz. Would, would you say he's better than both of them? He's better than both of them right now, currently. 
Yeah, oh, for sure. He's shown some glimpses of brilliance, but you can't argue that Goff did make it to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. too. So that's, and would have won an MVP if he had an Yeah. So, I mean, if we took if we took microcosms, if we said, look, let's look at Goff for this part of the this year, look at Wentz when he started that season. He was on his way to the MVP until he got hurt. So they've each had their glimpses for sure. But again, to me, it's like these young guys, and I mean, it's not to be critical, but have they not seen what Tom Brady has done for his whole career is take less, make sure that you have the right protection, make sure you have the right team around you, and it leads to victories but i know you got to make your money too and tom has giselle who's richer than she he makes is. more money than him like she's the yeah. breadwinner so i yeah i get that and you know i kind of have this conversation with my dad about it and i kind of say well if if you're all, if you got 40 million dollars shoved in your face there's no human being on earth that's going to say no to it including tom brady it came out yesterday he's going to make 41 million this year so He's not uh, making two million bucks. He's not Tom Brady, uh, this great guy who's making no money, which the media tries to do. But you know, we'll, we'll get to the facts here. Um, but it, I, I think it's so tough for players to say, "Yeah, I'm going to take so much less money." And you know, Brady did it forever, but you could say it hurt the quarterback market because it stopped players from making money they probably should have. I mean, we've seen the last five years. Really, it's when quarterbacks have started to make really big money. Not like for for decades, him, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady didn't make that much money, and you know their counterparts couldn't cash in on really big contracts, really big you know career earnings because the likes of Brady and, and others weren't. Yeah, there's that for sure. I, I, they did kind of set the bar financially with guys like Peyton and Tom at the top well you're not getting paid more than those guys so it did hamper your negotiations but I mean if we're going to talk about salary and like concerns to me it's like it's, it's those guys that go into camp and just make the roster and get cut and careers over you know mm -hmm. I mean that's that's where the NFL really should be looking but uh, I agree with you like if I was Dak I would take the money as well it's no I'm not saying this is any fault of Dak but what I'm saying is the agent did a real damn good job Mm -hmm. I don't know how he put him over a barrel. And I mean, he don't forget, they trolleyed him off on a cart last year at the end of last year. We haven't seen him since. So I would assume that Jerry Jones and his doctors have been involved. They wouldn't sign this deal without knowing kind of how the surgery went, but I don't blame Dak at all. I'm just saying that like, to me, it's typical Dallas cowboy behavior and they don't seem to learn. And again, maybe it's not Dak's responsibility to take a pay cut, but I think that, the fact that even he could look at Jerry Jones with a straight face and say that that's what I'm worth. And Jerry Jones agree with it. Like that's, that's where Dallas has a problem. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, obviously, like you said before, they're in a, a very winnable division. You got the giants who no, they're not, I wouldn't be real confident picking the giants Get the Washington football team who have a elite elite defense, but they got, Right now they got Taylor Heineke under contract and nobody else, not a lot of confidence there. And then you look at Philadelphia, they got Jalen Hurts, who has played, you know, a cup of coffee so far in his, in his NFL career. They're really uh, cash strapped and they're, they have no real weapons on offense and their defense leaves something to be desired. So, you know, with the cow right now on paper, the Cowboys should, should cruise to a division title. So. But again, as a Cowboys fan, which I'm not, 
okay, for the record. <laughs> I mean, a division title, like everybody in the league, anybody that watches five games of football knows that division stinks. So hooray, you won the division, right? It was last year, it was like, I don't want the division, you take it. You know, we had the Giants in at the last game of the season, mm-hmm. still not. So yeah, it's great to win the division, but they're not going anywhere after that. And I don't think that's kind of what Dallas wants as a fan base. I think they want to be a contender. I think they want to be a franchise that's, you know, the Steelers, maybe not a good example today, but they've been a franchise that have always been there, right? And it's, Mm. they've always been in contention, whether they won every time or not. So again, you can have the division, but I mean, it is what it is in that sense. I just, I don't love the deal if I was running the team. And I just find Jerry Jones getting his nose in it again. And if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd be like, I I would be upset. Yeah, no, definitely a a polarizing move either way, uh, positive or negatively. People, it'll it'll be up to him and what he does on the field because now it's basically Super Bowl or bust for for him because he's making that much money. There's no more fourth round draft pick and all of that. So um, pivoting to the AFC East, um, you know, New England Patriots forever where they had Tom Brady at quarterback. They were set for 20 years and then last year he leaves obviously moves on to Tampa Bay um they bring in Cam Newton uh kind of off the scrap heap nobody wanted him and it it looked to me at the end of the year kind of this year impressor he was saying goodbye New England like I had a fun year it's it's been fun but uh I'm leaving but then Friday morning it comes out Cam Newton re-signs in New England one year 14 million dollars with a lot of that in incentives. So it's not 14 million base salary, but he's re-signs in new England. Were you surprised by the deal? And, and uh, yeah, were you, were you surprised by cam returning to, uh, to Foxborough? Yeah, I was shocked. Just like the Dax deal. Really. I thought just even the body language and the energy kind of, he exuded in the last couple of weeks. Like I didn't think he was coming back and I didn't know how much, I didn't know if they liked him or not um to me it's a one-year deal it is what it is I was thinking or I thought that they would probably go after Jimmy Garoppolo again I thought they would want mm-hmm. to bring him back and I mean there was a lot of chatter that he would be available um they might still you never know yeah, I mean I, not, I still think they can they still can so it's not as though like this is I guess you want to go into camp knowing that you have somebody that can start that's viable uh, it's a bridge deal, essentially. It gives them a year to kind of see what can happen. And again, not to excuse Cam for his poor play, but he was, he got on the COVID list. He didn't have many guys to throw to. He was learning the system. So maybe he comes into camp this year, knowing the system, kind of knowing what uh, what's expected. Maybe he'll have a better year. And again, I don't think anybody in New England is thinking that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I think it's kind of like Detroit. This is a rebuild period. Goff is a is patchwork and I think Cam really for now is patchwork and if they could get Garoppolo they bring him in if if something comes up I don't think New England would hesitate to you know react if they could move up in the draft or get a quarterback they like in free agency or a trade or whatever so on first blush I was surprised but now the more you think about it it's like you know what else who are you going to get Ryan Fitzy like you know mm-hmm. yeah you yeah I I, I wasn't that surprised. I, I was and I wasn't because I was like, well, this is so New England. Um, they never make flashy moves at quarterback. You know, Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. So, you know, he wasn't, you know, the guy in the draft that you look at and say, oh, we had to have him. Uh, but 
you know, Cam played there last year. I, I agree. I think coming in the second year, if they can, they need to give him somebody to throw to because he had nobody last year. I think it's, you know, saying that Cam Newton was done. I think that was a premature thing. And I think it's unfair, quite frankly, because Tom Brady looked pretty awful throwing to those receivers the year before. And he just won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying Cam's going to go win an MVP, but I think he can be a better quarterback than what we showed, than what he showed last year. But yeah, the one thing for me is if they do add weapons, you know, what is Cam going to be, you know, the best backup quarterback in the league, or is he going to be that mentor? Is this the year that New England finally goes in the draft and trades up to get a guy? Um, You know, I don't see them moving into the top five. That's not Bill Belichick's MO uh, during his career, but you know, the Alabama quarterback, Mac Jones, I think could go, you know, middle, maybe 15th pick does new England trade up if he's still on the board and say, grab him, put him behind cam for a year. Then he's their, you know, long-term starter. Um, so free agency, there's not a lot of options. You know, James Winston, maybe, but I don't see him being a Bill Belichick type guy. So Really, the big thing for me is the draft, and if that's where New England decides to go to potentially draft their next franchise quarterback. And I think by signing Newton, it really gives you a lot of options, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, if they do move up in the draft, they got there's no pressure, right? This kid doesn't have to come into camp and win the job, and you know he's it's the next best thing. You can sit behind Cam, learn the ropes, and it you can never have enough quarterbacking in the NFL. So I think really in hindsight, it is probably a smart decision. Uh, and like you said, the free agent market is not great. And there's lots of trade rumblings with quarterbacks, but that costs you assets. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes teams get caught up in that too. So yeah, it, it is, it is what it is. And I think Cam Newton will be better this year. I don't think he's going to be, you know, MVP caliber again, but I think it's, it's a decent move. Yeah, it's a placeholder, like you said, and hopefully he can find some success because I I root for the guy. I don't root for any team, but I I root for him because I think he gets picked on a lot. Um, And I don't know if that's because he was a guy that came into the league as an African-American quarterback and did stuff differently. You know, everybody's doing that. The league has to adapt to it, but that's just a personal thing for me that I really hate how how he's been treated the past couple of years. well, just to touch on that, I do. I like him too. I like his game. He was electric. Um, he was ahead of his curve, I say too, when he came in. I lost a lot of respect for him in the Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. against the Broncos. There was a fumble and they were in the game and he didn't dive. I don't know if you remember that play. Yeah, I do. The yeah. ball was at his feet and he looked up and saw a hit coming and he let the ball go. He didn't even dive on it. Mm-hmm. He was too scared to get hit. And I mean, he's a big boy. He's like six, 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 seven. And after I saw that, I was like, oh, you'll never win with this guy. He just, he knew a hit was coming and he wasn't, and it, he's, it's in the Super Bowl. You yeah. know, week 14, when you're out of the playoffs, okay, yeah, I'll give you a pass. But you're in the Super Bowl, you have time on the clock and you can make a play and get that ball and you right. don't bother. I lost a lot of respect for him there just as an athlete. Right. No, no, good point. Um, you know, he was, he was battered that game, but at the same, I remember the play, like you're saying, and he, it was right at his feet and he didn't want it. He didn't want it as much as his opponents or he didn't, he was worried about taking a hit, which is always a quarterback. If you see a guy flinch, it's almost half over uh, then for him, but we'll see what he does this year. Um, also Friday, of course, the Bucs would have to release this news right after Cam Newton resigns, because why not? Uh, 
you know, Tom Brady reworks his contract. He's signed up for another year. He's playing into 2022. He saved $19 million on their, on their cap for this year. And, you know, it could be big because they have a lot of potential free agents leaving. Uh, Nadamakan Sue, the former Detroit Lion, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. They re-signed Levante David and obviously the big fish being um, Shaq Barrett, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So of the four I just named, who, who, who stands out to you being like instrumental in keeping for, for Brady and the Bucs? Well, I think Barrett, based on the playoffs, I mean, his regular season was fair. He had an eight or nine sack. Like, it wasn't his best mm -hmm. regular season. But in the playoffs, I mean, he was instrumental. Uh, Antonio Brown, he, he's replaceable. When you have Mike Evans there, you can find secondary passing. And the Gronk, well, he's another one, too, that you really didn't see much. But, I mean, they connected during the Super Bowl. Right. But I think in terms of Brady at his age, you want uh, – you want to have a supporting cast that, you know, creates turnovers, gets the ball back, puts pressure on, okay, the opposition um, when you're sitting there on the bench kind of watching. So I, I think Barrett's the biggest signing, but I mean, 19, I think really, I think they could probably sign two of the three, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Um, I worry that they're going to lose both defensive guys. Um Barrett, I think, is going to get a ton of money if he wants to take it. Um, he's the best pass rusher on the board. And in, in, my, in my opinion, the, the three most important positions in football are quarterback, left tackle, and defensive end pass rush. Because if, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. But if you don't have a good left tackle to protect your quarterback's blind side, you're not going to win either. And if you have an elite pass rusher to eliminate the left tackle, it, 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 it eliminates the quarterback. We saw that. With Patrick Mahomes, he couldn't, his left tackle couldn't protect him. Mike Remmers and the game was over before it started. He was running for his life. So Shaq Barrett was a huge reason for that. Um, we see bad teams give out big contracts all the time. Uh, I think I'm looking at a team that potentially could be on the rise in Miami. I think Miami is a team that could give out a contract to Shaq Barrett where they say, you know, maybe we keep Tua. Maybe we make a move for Deshaun Watson. Come here. We'll be uh, a Super Bowl contender uh, with you and with an, with an elite quarterback. Um, also, Shaq Barrett, potentially um, Green Bay. I think you could, we could see them cut one, one of their pass rushers. They save some cap money and they say, okay, Aaron, we'll give you a receiver too, but we'll, we'll bring in Shaq Barrett and let's go beat the team that, you know, we need you because you beat us last year kind of thing. So that those are a couple options I think that he could potentially go to. Yeah. Well, and I think obviously the restructuring of the deal, it puts them in at 9 million this year for cap space. I think Tom Brady had these conversations about Barrett and all those guys. He wouldn't be doing this otherwise, I think. Right. And I, I, we all know that it's, again, I've said this probably for 10 years that the clock is ticking on Tom Brady. But I would assume that the reason why this deal has been structured the way it is, is to re-sign those guys in this window and see if they can take another crack at it this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I would hope, I would think that they would understand that it's not always the flash that wins games and they won the Super Bowl, so they must know. But uh, you need to get a guy like Barrett signed, no question. More than Antonio, even the Gronk. Like, Yeah, I think Gronk will be back for he'll play for anything, you know, like a couple million bucks because 
he, he's only going to play with Brady. I mean, that's clear. He didn't stay in New England. He, I think he only wants to play with, with Tom. So pay him, you know, three million base salary and some incentives for touchdowns or whatever. I think he'll be back. Um, AB, it seems like he only wants to play with, with Brady too. So if he doesn't, you know, uh, rob a bank or something in the offseason, then he should be back on the field. But, uh, you know, Sue is a guy, obviously, you know him well from Detroit, um, fit in well with, with Tampa Bay, really, really good competitor, kind of a dirty player, uh, but he, he does, he's efficient. Uh, he could, he could get some good money too, because you win a Super Bowl, you become that much more valuable to teams, even if you're not, you know, that elite of a, elite of a player. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's what have you done for me lately sort of thing too. But yeah, Sue would be again in Detroit. There's, he was a guy that when he left, I was disappointed because he had that edge to him. Yeah. And he, he is dirty. He'll do a cleat stomp here or there, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's what you need to win. Those are the types of things that really puts a team on its heels. So yeah, Tampa's got a lot of shuffling to do. Um, but I would say they're probably going to do whatever they can to get most of those guys signed so that they, I would say the defense and the Barrett are the priority, I would assume, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Def, I think definitely the defense. Cause you know, Brady, Brady's winning all these Super Bowls, but there's a key common thing on every Super Bowl team he's on the defense is top 10. Uh, and, you know, I, in my opinion, the Bucks was the bigger reason that the, you know, the Bucks defense, the bigger reason they won the Super Bowl than Tom Brady in that game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, some other big free agent names, you know, interesting one, Aaron Jones, you know, the running back for Green Bay has been a really productive back for years. They could have put the franchise tag on him. They decided not to. Um, surprised me a little bit. They do have J- uh, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon there. But uh, – any, any destination you could see Aaron Jones going to? Well, there's rumblings that he's, there's a, there's talk with the Jets, but I mean, the Jets are on every, anybody free agent, mm-hmm. they're going to the Jets. So uh, Miami is another fit, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to, I mean, you think Miami's a contender. That's something we can talk about a little bit later I don't, on. I said, I think they could be. With okay. The, not with the team they have now. Okay, they're on the rise. If they got a Deshaun Watson, they're a contender. Yeah, well, quite a few teams would be if you got Deshaun Watson. Detroit wouldn't be. <laughs> oh, okay, don't go right for the jugular right the away. Jets, the Jets wouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, no, I know. But, uh, yeah, I'm even surprised Green Bay are going to let him go. Uh, that was the biggest surprise to me. I thought they'd fr- franchise tag him just for yeah. a year, and then if he stinks – let him as go. we know, as we talked about before, like one of Detroit's biggest issues was they didn't have a run game. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't be an effective quarterback if you don't have that secondary option or, or you keep the defense guessing, right? So, it, yeah, it surprised me. I mean, he's got 3,000 yards rushing, I don't know, 50 touchdowns, something like that in the last couple of years. Yeah. So he's good. But I will say running backs to me are also fly by night, like – Two mm-hmm. years ago, it was Todd Gurley is the be-all and end-all. Um, really, you, they're replaceable. Although you think they're not replaceable, yeah. if you save money on them, it's you don't want to overpay for a running back. I would say, like, Kamara is probably the exception to the rule. Right, and, uh, yeah, him and, and Derrick Henry. Yes, yeah, but Henry's more like a lineman, like yeah. the size of them. So that's what I could understand maybe in Green Bay's end that it's a meat grinder, 
next up and I mean, find somebody else, but where do you think he's going to end up? Yeah. Just to your first point, I agree. I, I would never want to be the team to give a running back a second contract. Uh, we look at Gurley, we look at Ezekiel Elliott. These guys aren't the same now. And you're paying them a lot of money for what they did before. And it's tough for running backs. I think, I think the NFL needs to change when the running backs get contracts. I think they should get them after their second or third season because teams aren't going to give running backs any, any money anymore because they keep seeing this pattern, right? So I think that's a flaw in the NFL. And running backs deserve to get paid too. Um, so that, that's just a general theme, big picture. Um, you know, I look at Detroit and I, I don't know what they're going to plan to do because you have Jared Goff. He's not, you know, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's not a guy that's going to go uh, two and 14. He's not that bad. Do they look at Aaron Jones? You've mentioned that running back has been a need for Detroit since Barry Sanders. Uh, and he's, he's a good running back. If you can get him on a shorter term deal, maybe they take a peek at him. Um, the Miami one is another, I, I agree with you there. The Jets doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, that, that's like signing Le'Veon Bell without having an offensive line, which they've already done and it didn't work. Um, maybe Kansas City. Uh, I think that would be an interesting angle. They, they're a team that really, they made it to the Super Bowl, but they lacked a really a running game last year. You know, Mahomes had to do a lot himself. So if they could make the money work, depending on what Aaron Jones is looking for in term and years, maybe he would go to a contender for a little less money to look at a Super Bowl. Well, can they got Hunt, Kansas City, don't they? Kareem Hunt. No, he's in, he's in Cleveland. Oh, he went to Cleveland? He's in Cleveland with Nick Chubb. They okay. got a two-headed, two-headed uh, monster there. Okay. Uh, Detroit, yeah, that's probably exactly where he's going to go because now that they don't have a quarterback, they're going to get a running game. That's exactly where he's, <laughs> he's going to Detroit. So yeah. as that. As soon as they get rid of the quarterback. Bite a kneecap off and keep playing. Uh, exactly. Now they'll be able to run the ball, but they won't be able to throw it. So yeah. I'll, I'll go with Detroit. Um, in terms of, yeah, Kansas, I never really thought of that. Um, that's who's the kid that got the bell? Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, he's not bad, but I mean, yeah, they could do that. It's kind of a third down back to me, Hilaire. Are he's, they are they cap tight, Kansas City? They just opened. Uh, Mahomes took a, a pay cut, so they're they've opened up some cap room, and they cut two offensive linemen this week. Okay, yeah. See, I'd want to fill that hole first before I get mm -hmm. the running back. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know where he's going to end up. Um, but again, I think you're right. You Maybe Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh. Connor, is he Connor free agent? One year left, but they could, they could move him or make that work. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother story too in Pittsburgh. What's going on there? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where he'll end up. Um, but whoever gets him, like you said, I think that second contract with the running back is dangerous. So yeah. I wouldn't be in a rush to overpay. Um, you know, another speaking of Pittsburgh, a guy who's played the franchise tag last year, elite pass rusher, but towards ACL towards the end of last year, Bud Dupree. Uh, you know, he's played alongside TJ Watt. They both had a lot of success together. But um, coming off an ACL injury, I kind of feel bad for the guy because I don't know if he's going to get the money he probably deserves. But uh, any any team that speaks to you that could use a pass rusher? Well, the Giants, 
I've heard rumblings that he might be off to the Giants. I don't mm. know how if that's true. I don't know what he is. I don't know based on his last year. I don't know if he's overrated. If he's like, what is Bud Dupree in your opinion? Where do you see him? Like, is he worth a big contract? Yeah, I, I, I don't. don't I, I don't. Seen. Yeah, I don't think so because he's playing with T.J. Watt, so you're going to get secondary. Uh, coverage every time you're going to play against the second best tackle right and every snap going to the Giants you could put him with Leonard Williams who's really emerged as, a, as an elite pass rusher so that would make sense because he wouldn't have to be the number one guy but when I think of number one pass rushers like Aaron Donald uh, you know TJ Watt these elite I don't put him in that category because I, I just don't see him being a, the horse of the defense to, to get at the quarterback, you know, snapping, you know, the Von Miller, uh, you know, that type of guy. So secondary guy, maybe he could be, um, you know, a DeMarcus Ware to Von Miller towards the end of his career, kind of uh, that role. Yeah. And if he gets that kind of money, then that's, that's a good decision as a franchise to put like, but I find like with Arizona, go back to Watt, uh, mm-hmm. Arizona sign, they're paying him way too much. Like he's more effective if he plays 25 plays a game. Um, so he's get, like, to me in Arizona, that's a huge mistake when they yeah. sign off and they're giving him all that money. I think that's they're again, like you said earlier, they're paying him for past performance. They're paying him as a 25 year old, uh, to do, he's not capable of doing what he did before. If you have like Dupree, if you put him kind of in a secondary role or don't expect him to be the number one, then you have that element that, okay, that's a good value contract. But if you're getting paid like a Vaughn Miller, like that's a terrible contract in my view anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like him as a number two and uh, I do hope he gets a good payday. Cause I think he's, you know, he's playing out of the franchise tag the past couple of years. It's that's, I hate that part of football because it's really hinders people from making money and they got to play under the tag and then they get injured and then it kind of screws them. So we'll see what happens with Bud Dupree come Tuesday. I think, I don't think he'll wait long to get a contract. Um, going back to your lions, uh, you know, one of Matthew Stafford's favorite end zone weapons, Kenny Galladay, was not franchise tagged by the Lions. Um, obviously, he could still go back. Uh, they could sign him via free agency, but I, I doubt that happens. But Galladay's been a, a guy's had some injury problems, but when he plays, he's a good receiver, one of the best uh, red zone uh, receivers in the game. 27 years old. Uh, where do you see him going? And are you upset that the Lions did not keep him? I was shocked with Dak. I was shocked with Russell Wilson, but mm-hmm. this one really blew my mind. I was certain they were going to franchise tag him. I had no, didn't even think about it. Uh, what they're doing, I don't know. I, that tells me that they're on a, a long-term plan and the golf kind of goes back to our golf conversation that it's just a band-aid for the transition with the draft picks. Galladay, wow. I mean, I find he's an elite talent. Um, he's somebody that I think can change the, the tone of the game in one play he can he's his vertical is second to none uh mm-hmm. and he's a he's a battler which i love like he's always fighting for the ball where is he gonna go uh i mean th- there's many places that would love to have him i mean you can look at it even in new england you know a team mm-hmm. that needs to have some wide receivers that would be a possibility again i think the jets are linked in too but uh baltimore would be maybe a good fit no i like that one. Um, it's it's hard to say. I think he'll be sought, heavily sought, sought after yep. um, where he ends up. I don't know, but a team like Baltimore, really, that could really put them in a position to be in contention, I think. So 
Yeah, I like the the Baltimore one. They need they need him. Uh, they need a, a number one guy. Uh, you know, Hollywood Brown's a good receiver, but he can't be your number one. You know, they they've had just good receivers that play the past couple of years, and I think it's shown that Lamar needs somebody that he can rely on 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 big plays. And Gall- Galladay makes tough catches, so he would fit that. Staying in the division, I think Pittsburgh is a, a team that could use a Kenny Galladay. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who we'll talk about, is a free agent. He's had his problems. They do have James Washington. They have some, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson. But Galladay is a different – he's got a different body. He's got a different build than every receiver that than they have, including, you know, Chase Claypool. I think he's a, a guy that Ben would love because he's big. You can throw him the ball. He's, he's similar to Des Bryant in his prime when he was with the Cowboys. He's going to catch those 50-50 balls. He's not going to burn you down the field. But um, yeah, I think Ben would really like throw, to throw the ball to him uh, in his last year in the NFL, too. Yeah, there's elements of a game that reminds me of Megatron, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just his height and his build. In terms of Ben, I think the bigger issue in Pittsburgh, well, I mean, Schuster's gone, I would say. Yeah. But I, mean, I think Ben's done. So I, 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 if I was Pittsburgh, I would kind of really, I know they like to be competitive every year. Uh, ben does need somebody, but. I don't think, again, as a GM, I would be in no rush to be getting Galladay just because I think we got to figure out Big Ben. I was under the assumption that he was done. And I don't know. I know they had a meeting with him. Over he's, the he's back. He's back. Yeah. yeah. So what does that mean? Is, is he starting? Is he there to transition? Like, I have a feeling that Ben thinks he's starting. Like, again, he's 28. But uh, the way he looked last year, it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They started, what was it, 10 and 0? 11 and 0. 11 and 0. And then they just fell off a cliff. Mm-hmm. It was a train wreck. So I think there's bigger issues in the Pittsburgh. Galladay would be great, and it would be great for Ben to throw to him. But I think as a franchise, I don't know if that's really the best move. But I mean, they must believe in him. What do you think about the Ben situation? Yeah, I think he's pretty close to being done. Um, and, you know, teams, maybe because I'm not a fan, so I don't really get this, but um, the sentimentality that teams have, they can't part with their guys that have been there for so long. And it's, oh, it's this emotional thing where, oh, we can't let them go. Like, I don't know, me, just uh, let them go. Like, rip off the Band-Aid. And that maybe I'm, I'm different in that way because I just don't care. But um, I would have moved on and started, you know, they're in cap hell too start a rebuild, start something, you know, even if you start Dwayne Haskins for the full, whole year and he's terrible, but at least you got a guy that you can try to nurture and show the way. But um, yeah, I just think they're going to, they're going to want to give Ben the best opportunity to win. If you're bringing him back, it's not to lose, you know, 12 games. I think that's kind of where, how I see it. They'll, they'll want to be competitive with him knowing it's his last year, the last, the swan song season. And, try to be competitive, win the division, and potentially compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. There's that element, too, with, with back to your comment about, like, the Band-Aid and ripping it off. You look at the New York Giants and kind of the mess they're in with mm-hmm. Manning. Yeah, Manning, yeah. Well, I would say Pittsburgh, to a degree, is the exception. They're extremely loyal. Like, that's – I can see it from that organization because they've had, what, five coaches in their whole yeah. history? Like – that team is synonymous with loyalty to players and to things like that. But I do agree you get into trouble when you don't realize or you will not acknowledge that the talent 
is no longer there. And that happens all over sports. Um, and you see it a lot. So you think, yeah, see, I don't really, I would say that Pittsburgh are hopeful that they're going to be 10 and six, but I don't really think it's, I don't, I don't think it's set in stone because I, I think they they're the third best team in their division right now. If the season started today, I'd put Cleveland and Baltimore ahead of them. hundred percent. So like you said, why not get rid of Ben, move on draft, like start, start the rebuild now. Yeah. That's what and I would have done. Like yeah. instead of dumping money into Gala today, which is nice. He's good to, it's a, it's a bandaid. Okay. We're going to give Ben so we can get eight wins this year to finish third in division and not make the playoffs. Well, right. what you didn't really accomplish. And then you're picking 15th overall. So no, I don't it's, know. it's, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. It's just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but they're like, there's, they're an organization that's so, they don't believe in rebuilding. I truly believe that because they, when did they ever do it? They don't. I mean, Mike Tomlin's coached there since 04 and he's never had a losing season. I mean, think about that. That's pretty damn impressive uh, to, to go this long without a losing season. I mean, that it, that, that's just their MO. They don't like to rebuild. They don't like to admit defeat. And at, in sports, the landscape right now, I don't think you, you can be mid pack forever and just assume that you're going to get better on the fly. You need a lot of luck to do that. You look at the Detroit Red Wings, the LA Kings in hockey, it doesn't happen. You kind of need to commit to a rebuild and, you know, burn it down, so to speak. Yeah. And there's that element too, that you look at the kind of reminds me of the Aaron Rodgers situation last year. You know, when you do draft a quarterback, let's say you're being, you know, preemptive and you're saying, okay, Aaron Rodgers got three, four years left and you bring in the young quarterback, then it's, that's a big hoopla and controversy and Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers is ticked off. And so, I mean, there is that element too, that it's disrespect, but I mean, these players, I think Aaron and probably big Ben has to understand that, you know what, you are 32. We're getting a young guy in here and you're going to mentor them and stuff like that. So, and, and you know, Aaron, you were Jordan love once. And yes. You were, exactly. you were Jordan love when Brett Favre was, you know, still doing the Wrangler commercials, but he was in better shape and looked better. Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, in the old school, in the olden days, it's not so much now. It's kind of like you're young, you're in. I mean, Drew Bledsoe, he was starting and Tom Brady, you know, and Brett Favre brought up Aaron Rodgers. So those days are kind of gone. You're just throwing these guys right in. And I think maybe that's why some of these young guys aren't really getting an opportunity to develop because they're just thrown in. And after six months, the GM is like, okay, my job's on the line next. And you point to the kid at quarterback. So again, you kind of look at Tua. You know, he's not going to have time to develop. They're already talking about getting rid of him. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not sold on him, but it's somebody that you need time. You need to develop and, and improve. Yeah. Um, speaking of Miami, you got Fitzpatrick, who was there last year, you know, the hybrid backup slash starter. Um, he's a free agent. Uh, he hasn't announced that he's retiring ending yet. So I assume he's going to play another year. If you were Miami, would you bring him back or is that distraction with Tua and all the replacing, would you commit to him and kind of let Fitzpatrick go somewhere else? If I was running that team to me, he's the perfect fit. And the reason why he's the perfect fit is because a, he's liked in the room. Mm -hmm. B every, he knows himself that he's not the future. He seems to be like a supportive teammate. Uh, he knows the playbook and he played pretty darn good last year. Uh, there was a start, I don't know, it was week six or week seven that, I was 
shocked that he wasn't starting. He had one, two or three in a row and then throwing mm-hmm. flu in and that didn't go as well. So if I was Miami, I think if Fitzy was willing to come and be kind of that mentor again and kind of do that role, I think uh, I would definitely, I think he's as good as you're going to get Mitch Trubisky or whoever you're going to pick up on the James Winston on the free agent market. So I wouldn't hesitate to do it really. Um, just as long as you don't blindside him again. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't bring him back. Um, no. no, I, if you drafted to a fifth overall, if he's your, if he's your long-term quarterback, you can't have, you got to take the training wheels off. Um, if it's, I don't, if it's a veteran that they bring in behind him, I think it's fine, but I don't think it, it can be Fitzpatrick again. Cause the guys are always going to look at him on the sideline cameras the coach he knows Fitzpatrick and I think you got to give two of the runway to finish games even if he loses them if he's the answer long term to say okay you took a lump here you took a loss there's no Fitzpatrick it's on you go win or lose this game for us and it'll help you out in the long run I just think Fitzpatrick's a distraction from day one and as a team you want to eliminate distractions okay if you're Tua Tongaloa and Ryan Fitzpatrick is your threat on the bench and you can't overcome that you're not going to be a starter i don't think it's him i think it's the coach well it doesn't matter if you're two are you like if that's my competition and i can't excel and like take the job from ryan fitzpatrick then really you're not a franchise quarterback if that was an aaron Rodgers sitting there on the bench that might be a different question or a tom brady next year behind you but i mean it's ryan fitzpatrick for god's sakes like I don't think it's that much of a distraction. If I'm the coach, if Tua, you can't get it done, yeah, I'll put Ryan Fitzpatrick in. That's being in the NFL. Like, you look at these, you can't give them so much runway that they can just have no pressure at all. That's, I don't know. Like, to me, it's not a big threat, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I I just think you got to let a quarterback close a game, which Miami didn't do last year. They'd always put Fitzpatrick in. I don't think that's the right move. I think if you got a guy that they don't, Miami does not know if he's a franchise quarterback. And half of that reason is because they didn't let Tua finish games. Like you're down seven with six minutes to go. Let him finish the game. Don't put Fitzpatrick in because you don't know what he's like in these, in these big situations because he's on the bench. I, I, I get it. You play to win, but at the same time, Fitzpatrick's 80 years old. He's going to be done here in five minutes. Uh, he's booking a ticket to the retirement home. Uh, he's, he's not let your, let your future, if he is your future, let, let him show it whether he is or he isn't. Yeah. I agree. Maybe that's more of a coaching issue than the actual. That, that's guy. my point. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, a, coaching maybe or a, a franchise kind of issue there that they do. I agree that they do have to let him spread his wings, mm-hmm. but it's also like, I don't see Ryan Fitzpatrick as a threat, but yeah, no, 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 no. I would say take this year, see what Tua is. I think we have a good, I have a good idea. I think of what he is. I don't think he's, what they want or need. I think he's too small. He's already injury prone. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. Let's see him for eight games. If they're one in eight or one in seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, Fitzy go back and let's see if we can, I don't think it'll take long to see what he is, but you also got to understand they're young too. You have a Kyler Murray who started the first eight games, looked like an MVP and then he just poof, fell off the map too. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do agree. you got to give, you have to have a look at him. For sure. And I think this year is the year to do it while you're on the rise so that you can make yeah. a decision one way or the other. 
Yeah, and but I thought you were scared of Fitzy in the beard. That's no, all. no, no, no. He, if 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 you're if you're a player and you're afraid of him, yeah, you got you got bigger problems. Uh, you should you shouldn't be playing football. Uh, before we wrap up today, let's talk about a couple other guys. You know, top picks that are free agents. You got Jameis Winston, who you know maybe could go back to New Orleans. Went there one year deal. Drew Brees still hasn't retired, uh, which is interesting to me. He's had about two months to do it and he still hasn't with free agency starting. So he still available. Uh, Jameis Winston, obviously available. You got Mitch Trubisky, who the bears announced today, they're going to let him get to free agency. I think they're going to go in a different direction. So um, either guy intrigue you more uh, Mitsubishi Mitch or uh, Jameis. Really neither. I, yeah. If I had to pick one of the two, I'd take Winston. Trubisky, oh, MVP Mitch there. He's, I'm not a big fan. I think Chicago's finally coming. They should have come to the realization. It's kind of like the Tua issue. Like that franchise knew for the last two years that Mitch was not the quarterback, but they continued to be in denial. Wasted two years of not being objective and, and admitting he made a mistake and it cost them. Um, in terms of those two, I would say Jameis is probably your best bet. Uh, the quarterbacks that I'm interested in more than those two are Darnold. Mm-hmm. Easy thing, easy going. And I'd like, I'd like to know what's happening with Garoppolo. Do you know anything on those fronts? Uh, San Francisco said that they're keeping Garoppolo, but I don't believe a word an executive says this time of year. So grain of salt there. Darnold, I think Darnold likely will be traded because I think the Jets will take Zach Wilson at number two in the draft. So I, I could see Sam Darnold being moved to a team. Um, I'll be interested to see where, uh, because it, it would have to be, if they don't trade down, say the Jets keep their pick at number two, they'd have to trade Darnold to a team for assets. So could San Francisco be that team? And then you see San Francisco flip Garoppolo to New England. That could be a potential shuffle. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't think we know how good Sam Darnold is. I mean, and he's had Adam Gase and his, you know, black cloud of despair put under him for his whole career. So I think, I think he's a guy that's still a virtual unknown. It'd be interesting to see what he can do without Adam Gase and being away from the jets seems to help a lot of players too. Where was Gase before the jets again? M- Miami with Tannehill. And oh, yeah, Tannehill no. now. yeah that, that was it. The so one, yeah, one good player Adam Gase has looked good with has been Peyton Manning and he, but Peyton Manning uh, is to himself. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I would say Sam Darnold to me, he's, he's an enigma. I don't know what he is. I mean, mm. you look at him, he looks really good in terms of his frame, his size. He's, he's the ideal quarterback. He might be a fit in New Orleans. Could be. He wouldn't be a bad fit. I don't know. I think basically, I think it's kind of like the Russell Wilson. Once you give you your list of five teams, I think Sam Darnold's been traded 10 times already. Right. So to speak. It's just a matter of when he's gone. Um, I don't know what, like you said, I think they're going to draft and then kind of move on from him. He's the type of guy that as a GM, I'd be really scared that he'd come back to haunt me. Me too. His ability. And once, like you said, Gase is out of the way, which essentially he's just a dark cloud that, you know, he behooves talent more than he supports it. Um, So yeah, I don't know. New Orleans might be a fit. Maybe he'll start with the Jets, but I don't feel like he, Darnold has really been given a chance opportunity to yeah. show and Darnold could also end up in Houston if Houston decides to trade Deshaun Watson the Jets are on Deshaun's board 
he's got a full no trade. So I assume Darnold would, would be in that deal. Obviously Houston would need a, a quarterback for next season. That would be terrible for him to go from the jets to Houston in his two spots in the NFL, but that's another potential route for him uh, leaving, leaving New York. I was thinking about the Houston situation too. If I was running that team and again, this, it's easy to say sitting armchair quarterback here, mm-hmm. but I would sit Watson. I'd say, no, you're, I'd let him hold out for the year if he's not going to play. Is there t- like he's. He said he's not going to play. Yeah, I would sit him out. Mm-hmm. And really, it's a disaster right now, anyway. Yep. Everybody's leaving, everybody's wanting out. If you're not going to get, which I don't think Houston will get value for Watson because I think everybody knows kind of the predicament they're in, I would say, okay, sit out take the year, do your thing. And we'll just keep rolling. Cause I mean, with Watson, what were they four and four and tw- four and 12, four and 12. So, okay. You're, you're, you're two and you're whatever, two and 14. You're two and 14 this year. What difference does it make? I think until a GM does that, it's going to continue. And again, I have no problem with players earning their due and, and all those things too. But I also think that the owners need to, I don't know. It's happening a lot. The players are just kind of picking where they go, sitting out when they want and kind of dictating terms as the employee, which I, there's a lot of complications there too, with the type of work it is and how dangerous it is. I understand that, but I think it would be a good thing for Houston to do as a franchise, almost to kind of reiterate that. All right, we're starting over Watson. You sit, if you want, we're moving forward until we get a deal that we really like, you're going to sit on the sidelines. And I don't think they would have to pay him if I'm not mistaken, if he chose not. No, to no, you don't have to pay him. He, so he would actually get fined. Yeah. I wouldn't pay him. Go ahead, Deshaun, and then sit out. And then what you also do, I think as a franchise is it shows the rest of the league that you're willing to sit on him until you get the deal that you want. I think what's going to happen is they're going to get rid of him for, they won't get what stat that Detroit got. In a long I, I think they will. You think so? Yep. Uh, they're, He's they a top five quarterback in the game. He is. I'm not, I'm not discrediting his talent, but I'm just saying that every team in the league knows right. that are a lame duck sitting mm-hmm. there. Right. So people will be nickel and diamond them as much as they can. So mm-hmm. if I was GM, that's what I do. Sends a message, kind of reshapes your franchise, which has been a joke. Right. And you'd say the new regime starts here. Deshaun, okay, you're not reporting to camp. Listen, the emblem on the front of the jersey is more important than the name on the back. And you kind of you, you start your the new era in Houston with a little bit of dignity and respect, which that franchise has been devoid of. And it was just a side note. No, uh, definitely interesting. I, I've heard that said in the media too that, te- that they should be looking at doing that. But yeah, I. If I had to guess, I think they'll trade him before the draft because they'll want to get draft picks so that they can use it, obviously, in, in the draft um, in in late April. But we, it's been pretty quiet for like a month now on the Deshaun Watson front. So maybe they just say, like you said, they go into camp and say, show up because we're going to find you day after day and it's not going to be worth your time. But it's such a tough tightrope because, you know, they gave him the money, but then they kind of lied to him and, I think it shows 
just how bad Houston is as an organization uh, that you have a quarterback that you really like who wanted to stay there. And then he, he wants to leave. I mean, it shows really bad moral character on the, as a Houston, on the Houston Texans brand uh, as a whole. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. There I'm not by any means defending what Houston has done here over the last year and a half, two years, really. Mm. Um, but I'm also saying it's, a, it's maybe a, as a franchise, an opportunity to have a reset. Right. They're divorced. Now it's they're still together. They're still living in the same house. But, but Watson and the Texans are divorced, and it's just a matter of you know who's gonna pack up the bags first and get out. Yeah. No. Um, obviously, free agency starts Tuesday. Still a lot to be uh, talked about with the draft and with the quarterback movement. I mean, it's been one of the crazier off seasons to date in, in a long time. But, um, you know, uh, Adam, I know you got the kids and everything going on now that we're back in yellow. We can do more stuff. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to to chat to me today. And as always, it's always a pleasure to have you on. So uh, thank you for joining me. Hey, anytime, Noah. I love talking football. So and I'm glad that uh, I can help you out. Love doing it. Perfect. Well, everybody, I'll be back tomorrow. Talk uh, about the weekend in sports. Um, interesting weekend at the players down in Jacksonville with um, Lee Westwood and Bryson DeChambeau. In the final group uh, last weekend, they're in the final group today. So you don't see that that often. Talk about a lot, including um, the Jets beating the Maple Leafs last night and uh, a bunch of other things. So uh, join me tomorrow morning. Uh, until then, uh, stay safe and we'll talk soon.